All right, welcome back to the Hateful Gnomes Music Hut. I'm Gnome. I won't say it. With me is Jake. I'm just disappointed in you, Jake. There's a lot of things that we agree on. There's things we disagree on. Like what? Cersei Lannister? Are you fucking oh, dude, hell yeah. Me? Yeah, dude, 300. That, I mean, dude, you, okay, here's the thing. 300, you, I understand. You'd still bang it. Don't don't be an idiot. Not over Natalie be, Dormer. <sighs> Natalie Dormer, if the Muppets made a real life Miss Piggy that was hot, that's her, dude. Yeah, 100%. See, 100%. Do, now, now it's all the nose, dude. Like, that's... Okay, I'll just put it this way. Fran Drescher, right? I yep. like a big nose on a chick. I don't okay. like an up. I don't want to see up her nostrils, dude. Even when she's looking up at me. Like, All that's right. the problem. Like, I'm tall, right? Even when she looks up, I could still see up her nostrils, which is a problem. For you, you're below her. You're always going to see up her nostrils. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Because you're just staring at her tits, right? Yeah, I mean, that in her eyes. Natalie Dorman has something about her eyes. Like, they just. She's hot, but she's just. Uh, I'm all about Cersei, dude. I want yeah. that angry, like, I want that angry, like, let's, let's figure this out, sex. <laughs> Not like the. You want to get into Cersei's pit. That's what you want to do. That's right, dude. All about <laughs> it, bro. Deep. <laughs> Shame. Ugh. Shame. Uh, all right. Well, uh, we got a. I don't know, fairly, not really, I guess jam-packed episode today. Um, mm-hmm. I am looking forward to um, our next episode. Um, I guess little teaser, we won't say what, but maybe another band that's coming on, which will be really exciting. So, um, But getting into that, Pit Songs, a fan of our show. Uh, mm-hmm. She doesn't currently do any podcasts, but she was a podcaster. That's how I met her, okay. uh, Allie. She texted me and said, hey, it'd be really cool if you guys did a segment where songs that get you amped, like songs that you, the second you hear it, you want to get in the pit. And I was all about that. Um, I'm a small guy, right. height-wise. I'm built a little bit like a fullback, so I can hold my own, but I've been tossed around many pits. And the five songs, you and I talk behind the scene, and I would like to hopefully do this as a continued theme where every once in a while we can bring it up and do okay. five songs that you want to get in the pit. And they could be anything, ska, punk, metal, whatever, Creed. I mean, whatever you want. With to arms do. wide open, bro. With <laughs> arms wide open. No, I, see, and I, I liked it too, because when we, when we originally talked this behind the curtain, it was the fact that it's hard to rank this because instantly I just went, what are the top songs I think of about a pit and why? And right. what kind of pit? And like, cause I, I mean, there is, if we really want to get into it, there's different kinds of pits, right? Mm-hmm. And different mm-hmm. different styles of how you're moshing. Like skanking is is the ska pit, right? Where yep. you're skanking around a circle. But I did five songs. I will not say for once these are not in a particular order. They were just the first ones that come off the top of the dome. But okay. with that, I guess I'll start it off with Slipknot, Pulse of the Maggots. Ooh, good one. And the reason is, is because that's like a crescendo buildup song for that. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, knowing them live and there's, there's a lot of songs you can pick by them, but it just seems like one with the multiple percussionists they have. I mean, technically three of them and the way the songs built that it would just be a fun pit song where you also get those tiny bit of built in breaks that you need that mm-hmm. nobody wants to admit, but you need those. And then that's why I would pick that one. I think it's, it's a good pit anthem style song to get us started too. So I didn't even put 
for a reason I didn't put Slipknot on this list, and that's why I want it to be ongoing. If I had to have one, though, I'd probably pick People Equal Shit, but I, I agree with you when it comes to you need those little breaks, and I have some of those songs. Some of these don't, but uh, first one, and a couple of these, I've been in a pit during these songs, and that's why they're on this list, the first list. Mm-hmm. First one I'm going to say, Sin City by Upon a Burning Body. That Great. song fantastic it has that mm-hmm. slow little build right at the beginning and then it just slams you and it's it's a good one to be in the pit for i thoroughly enjoyed my time uh in the pit for that song see i'll say so you 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 picked a slow building one so the next one i'm gonna put is just straight in the punch in the face moment and yep. it's as i lay dying 94 hours okay when that drum like intro starts and it's just fucking you just want to get going and so there's just something about that band too. Like that was, that was one of those bands when I saw them live in a show, it just, it made you pumped up the whole damn time. But when that song hits, that's, that's the one that everybody knows. Everybody wants to get excited for it. It just, it just hits you hard. So you do it. So that, that's the one I'd pick by them. I kind of followed suit. My very next one is just kick you right in the nuts from the beginning. And it goes that whole way. It's like two minutes and 45 seconds. Death roll by wage war. There's, there's nothing about that song that's soft. It is just get ready for the next two and a half minutes. Two, it's like three rounds of boxing. You're going to get in the pit and hope you survive in three minutes. That's all it's about. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, I think I'd switch it up a little bit. And I'm going to go back to uh, my hardcore days. Uh, Casey Jones. Uh, the song Strike Hard. Okay. Um, I mean, I know on the album it has the intro of... Um, the karate kid where the dojo master is talking, but that's the epitome of like a, a straight edge scene, punk, a hardcore pit in my opinion. And that song, I mean the, the song lyrics itself, just say it strike hard, strike first. Great fucking pit song though. And the one thing I liked about Casey Jones, they were short. So they were, they were great pit. I mean, they're a great pit band in general, just because it would be like, you have a song that's a minute 30. The next one's maybe three minutes. The next one's two minutes. So, you get those breaks just in between songs, but strike hard by Casey Jones, I think would be the next one I would put if it was just off the top of the head. That's a good one. Um, my next song, I don't know that this was actually written for the pit, but it sure sounds like it when you, when you listen to the song lyrically. And when I saw this band, this was the song they used to close it. And they said, get the fucking pit opened up. Let's go. And this is definitely a different style band than the rest of my list, but the song is in the shadows by story of the year. Mm-hmm. And when I got to see them back in like 2006 and this song, it's one of the biggest pits I've actually ever been in. And it was just at the house of blues. So the whole floor was basically the pit at that point. But um, if you listen to the lyrics of that song, it sounds like they're actually wrote that for the pit, but well, well, and it's funny because then they have another song. You've heard the song Meathead by them. Uh-huh. That's essentially making fun of guys in the pit, which is the right. best part. Right. <laughs> which, which, since you said that, I'll just, I'll, I should have said this at the beginning. I definitely condone the pit and mm-hmm. it should stay. Mm-hmm. But be a fucking human and a gentleman. And it sounds awkward to say that, but if somebody falls down, pick them up. If you're having a hard time, stay out. Also, if you are a meathead who can't control your temper, don't go in the pit. You shouldn't be in the pit. You're the guy you with the shirt off, the combat boots, the cut off shorts. And you're looking for uh, a fight. 
That's yeah. what you're looking for. Yeah. If you want to fight, go get a fight. But the other thing is the, the other asterisk to that gnome is if you don't belong in a pit, oh, stay yeah. out of a pit. I'm sorry. I've, I've, I've been in a pit where there a wheelchair guy showed up, <laughs> which is just like, you know, like, yeah, I'm all for being a gentleman, but also get the hell out of here. Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. Come on, scooter. I'm going to knock you over. <laughs> yeah. There's been times where there's been concerts that I've seen the pit. And I would mm-hmm. desperately wanted to get in, but I knew I'm like, that's not my scene. Like I'm going to get trampled in that pit yeah. and I just would stay on the edge and be one of the helpers. So, yeah, I was, I was usually always in there. I, I was in the, the, the hardcore scene too, or I did the, the, the fist, I guess, throwing punches, right. As they do it yeah. where you do the dancing. Yeah. yeah. So the next one in that vein is going to be from autumn to ashes, <laughs> the after dinner payback. Okay. Great song. Great build up. Uh, just reminds me of just pure, I mean, that's one of that band's best songs in the sense of their, his vocals, like just him letting everything out. And so it's a great pit song in my, in my opinion. That, that works. My last two, uh, number two, before I get to the last one, I saw both of these bands on the same night. First time seeing both of these bands, they have been a man crush bands of mind for the last, I'd say four years, three to four years. And the first one is Shattered Glass by Fit for a King. Okay. I I love Fit for a King. I was so amped to get in the pit for them. And that is, they, they're heavy, but that is definitely a heavy song from beginning to end. And it was a blast to be in that pit. So the last one I'll say um, was the first one that came to my mind. And I think it just um, gave the whole like thought process behind a pit. And it's Kamira's I Hate Everyone. Okay. Um, it's exactly what goes through my head when I go into a pit. I'm just yeah. going to be straight up front. I mean, <laughs> that's a great anthem song. And it might not be the fastest, most double bass pedal, like heavy hitting song, but it just speaks to me and it just makes me feel to go like I want to go out there. Like if I heard that now, it's like, yeah, I'm going to go out there. So I, that was like when I we instantly started talking about this, that was the first one in my brain. And I love Kamira and it just it totally made sense. So. So there's been a lot of pits that I've been in, uh, a, a lot of them really good. This one I thought was a blast. Uh, it was a good pit. There was a good mixture of different people in the pit. So it was it was fun. Uh, when this song came on, I had such a blast in the pit. I, I broke my Fitbit. I wear an, uh, an Apple watch now, but at the time I broke my Fitbit and I lost my wedding ring. And I actually found my wedding ring two songs later. Thank God. Because nice. it wasn't, it was before I started wearing the rubber ones. And okay. so it's my real engraved wedding ring. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to get killed when I get home if I can't find this thing. And sure <laughs> shit, two songs later, I found it. Thank God. Uh, you'll be happy with this one, though. The song is Communion of the Curse by Ice Nine Kills. Fuck. That, yes, dude. That, that's an that amazing is, song. <laughs> an amazing. And if you don't know what song that is, it is off of their album, Every Trick in the Book. Mm-hmm. That would be the album right before they blew up with the Silver Scream. But Every Trick in the Book is a phenomenal album. I would the say. One thing I, yeah. Uh, the one thing I'll say about that album, sorry, but that I love that every. That's when they started their them- thematical mm-hmm. music, if I could. So it's mm-hmm. all about books that you've mm-hmm. read. Or maybe not have read, but at least the basic storyline of them. Um, great, great album. Especially, it's a great introductory album if you weren't into them before. If you haven't listened to the Silver Screen, I would recommend actually listening to that one first. Yeah, and then going into it. But and um, when they started being thematic with that CD, and then followed by Silver Scream, and then Part Two, it really shows the 
phenomenal aspect of writing capability that Spencer has and yep. how good he can make a song that's about something you know about. Mm-hmm. And it's just so fucking cool the way Ice Nine Kills just kills it. I mean, they I mean they do such a good job. But off that CD, Communion of the Curse, and an honorable mention I would have is Me, Myself, and Hyde, because that's probably my second favorite song on that album. That that's a good song. I mean, that whole album I, I can listen to front to back. Um the my uh if you had to do this, which all right, I'm just gonna say because we're talking about them, which <laughs> album do you like better? The Silver Scream or Every Trick in the Book? I do like Silver Scream better from beginning to end. I can listen to both beginning to end. I just relate more with the movies because I've always been more of a movie buff and I haven't been a big reader my whole life. So that's why I would pick that. Yeah, I think um, for basis of like range, the Silver Scream is better because they had to fit more into it based on movies and it's not... But I mean, if you look at every trick in the book, my my favorite song is The Nature of the Beast, the opening track. Mm-hmm. But um, the album is very similar going through it compared to the Silver Scream. Like I said, there's a lot more range, a lot more variance. But yeah. So on that, let's talk about something I hate. Um, <laughs> I absolutely hate live albums. Yeah, there's nothing. And now, mind you, I'm I'm an avid music collector. So like on all I have tons of live albums in my collection, but I absolutely like do not add them to anything like any device I use mm-hmm. because I just can't stand them. I, I In my opinion, I'm like, I'd rather hear a mastered album. And then if I want to hear them live, I'll go see them at a show. Plus, also, a lot of bands are terrible live. Um, Just being up yeah. front. There, there is there. There are some bands. And I think sometimes people lose that in translation. But like perfect example is Rufio, right? That band is one of the most garbage bands live because the singer there's they they up his audio so much. And I am actually doing that because we were we were talking bullshit on me earlier about it. And that band came up, but it made me think of that. But let's let's say it this way. I mean, I don't know if you're the, in the same vein as me with live albums. Let's talk about our favorite ones of them, because I hate them so much that there still are some that stick out to me. And yeah. I mean, do you feel the same way about live albums or I absolutely hate live albums. And I think it be- it's because the music that I'm into and okay. a lot of times that music does not translate well live onto an album. When you're at the, at the actual concert, it's fantastic. Most of the time there are the bands that are not, but I feel like when I hear a live album, it's not as loud as I want it to be. Mm-hmm. It's, I, I can't feel the energy and I just, I don't relate to the live album like I would if I was actually seeing it live myself or with the regular album. I wrote down, I went through a bunch of different live albums trying to think like which one of these is worthy. And I knew one right off the top of my head. There's only one album that I've, I heard from a friend. I loved it immediately. I bought it. I actually bought it. I can remember it's one of those events in Barstow okay. at the outlet mall okay. on a, like a turnaround trip to Disneyland on like my senior year or something like that. And uh, since I only have one, I'll just go right off the bat. It is Rage Against the Machine live at the Olympic Auditorium from 2003. It was the last live show they performed until recent day. They split and they didn't do anything. And you can, what I like about it is you can feel the energy in the CD. And it's something that I feel, like I said, lives lack that for me. Right from the opening, you can feel like if you just close your eyes, you feel like you're in that crowd right as they come on stage and kick it off. It's it's fantastic. See, one one reason 
and my list is going to make sense after I, I make this point is that live albums I don't really like too. I think mo- music is overproduced, mm-hmm. especially nowadays. Um, and so I had a rule like when I was in bands that we would never record anything we couldn't do live because I hate it when you go see a band and you know the lead singer has three singing parts in the song on the album. And you're like, how the hell are they going to pull it off? And then he's got some backup asshole that sucks and can't do it or they play a track or you know what I mean? A lot of things. But the first one, the first one on my list, and I have three, I'm going to say as a cop out because it's not really a live album. It came out later that it wasn't. I'm a big Kiss fan. So Kiss Alive because it's a <laughs> fake live album. So good okay. for them. Good right. for them. Fool in the world. That's mainly why it might not be the best album by them, but it's hilarious that people actually thought it was real and then they came out later. So I'm sort of just more happy about that than anything okay. <laughs> because fuck live albums. Two is uh, Dashboard Confessionals Unplugged. Okay. And the reason is because it's an easy type of band to translate to a live album. I love acoustic shows. Yeah, I'd put it more in my genre of acoustic shows, but MTV Unplugged always usually did a pretty decent job. But also, you don't have to have the bullshit of the crowd. The crowd can sing along enough to it. They can be a little bit loud, but not too much. Um, and as I said, the the style of music translates actually very easy to live. But the number one live album for me all time is probably one that I actually listened to a lot in high school and I can listen to front and back. And I think it's because the band showcased that they could have fun at a show and make a show out of a show, if that makes sense. Yeah. To where you could actually just listen to them and it's still hilarious and fun. And it's Blink-182's The Mark, Tom, and Travis Show. Okay. That album is so fucking hilarious too. Like when Satan's on stage with them and all these other things that it's like, it's like a, it's like a almost like a South Park episode mixed with a cool pop punk band show. Yeah. And just knowing that their music is pretty easy to translate live, but listening to them banter back and forth with the crowd, I think is what I enjoyed more. It wasn't just, oh, cheers and oh, sing along and hey, how you guys doing? We love you, Pittsburgh. It was like, hey, let's talk about this hot chick up front's boobs and if she's old enough or not for like five <laughs> minutes. And I'm like all for that. Yeah. So that I think is what made that live album. That live album to me stands out head and shoulders above everybody else because it's a show upon a show, which is so fucking great. I actually can still remember when I saw them at OBC Mm -hmm. back in 2002. And I remember, I think it was Mark and he was like, this next song is about Tom's dad's penis. And then they immediately start playing all the small things. And it's just like those simple quips that they would do in between were hilarious. I loved it when he's like, hey, Mark, hey, Mark, hey, Mark. So what the fuck do you want, Tom? (laughs) So I don't know. It's just fun. I think, like I said, that I would probably put down as the greatest live album to me of all time because it was one of those ones that all your friends had it and it was was always in the collection and it was one that you could throw on in the background noise, have the songs hit and then hear some funny stuff like on a road trip back when you did that. And it was that was a great album for that. So. That I think will be my greatest live album. All the rest, though, suck. They all suck. I hate them. I hope <laughs> nobody else makes live albums again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, and even when I was thinking about it, I remember um, one of them that I enjoyed, but it wasn't the normal thing. Was Seven Dust did an acoustic album that it was a live small studio audience, and it was fantastic. But to me, that didn't really, I didn't count that as a live album, even though it is, but it's not their normal style. So I, I kind of just discounted that. But I remember my dad buying that and I, I really enjoyed it, especially the fact that it was acoustic. But 
I that's why I didn't really count that in there just because it wasn't the normal seven dust. Yeah, that's that Southside Double Wide or whatever. The yeah. only song I really, I mean, not that I don't, but Rumblefish, I think, was the best song to translate on that album, if that makes sense. Yeah. I think it did a very good job. But I agree with you. It's like when Stain came out with a live album, unless it was unplugged before that, it's like, cool, if I want to go see them on a back patio of the House of Blues, that's great. Do I want to hear an album of them with their coughs and like plucking, like, you know, messing around, like tuning and stuff? Like, that's all the bullshit you hear at a live show. Right. Like, it's like the bullshit where the guy, like, because most of the time performers are standing there going, hey, how's everybody doing? And their basis is just trying to get everything set up. And it's like, I don't want to listen to this crap. I don't care about feedback. I don't care about how many people are going to cheer. I don't care about drunk women yelling out your name. Like, just give me good music. And if I want to go see a show, I'll go see a show. Maybe I'm just a grumpy get off my lawn guy, but live albums fucking suck. (laughs) They just suck. (laughs) Stamp of approval. Done. Exactly. What's uh what's kicking around your stereo these days? What are you listening to? Right now, single wise, uh Hollywood Undead, uh Trap God. <laughs> Fucking asshole. <laughs> just just it just came out last week. I'm loving the song. And I had a hard time because the new album's dropping, I think, next week or in a couple uh, days. Am I wrong? I think or is it next in, month? It's August. I think it's, it's August. August. It's August. But Trap God just launched and I was I was rocking out to that song. Cause it reminds me of it's like a mix of Hollywood Undead uh, V or Five album, whatever you want to uh-huh. call it, like the new age sound a little bit. Yeah, but it, it had a lot more feeling that old school like American tragedy yeah. vibe, mm-hmm. which is I think why I like is they've released two singles from it, and I can't remember the other one that just came out that was a week before or two weeks before. City and of I'm the not, Dead, I think it was. City, yeah, and I'm just not. I, I like it, but it, it's this one's hitting way harder. Yeah, and I'm guessing with your reaction, that's probably the same one you were going to pick. It's one of them. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah i have a uh, trap god by hollywood hollywood undead was the first song on my list i i came out last friday like you said and uh i immediately had the same vibe i'm like this is new school with a little bit of that american tragedy feel to it as well like right off the bat um i, I dig it um and with hollywood undead i like all of them um but i would say my favorite out of them is Johnny Three Tears. When Johnny Three Tears comes on and hits his parts, I, there's something about it I love. Well, I was going to say the same thing. The one thing that I think Hollywood Undead needs to continue, there's two people that always come out that remind you of the new old school. And it's Funny Man and Johnny Three Tears. But Johnny Three Tears, when he does that gritty, like singing, uh-huh. rapping, it's like, uh-huh. holy crap, we're back. Uh-huh. I'm a big fan of Danny, though. The singer I, now, I, I love I, Danny. So I don't I know if you him. know this, the band he was in before this. Before he was on American Idol too. I don't know if you knew mm-hmm. that about him, but I knew he was that. in. I didn't know about the band that you're going to talk about though. I don't. So think. check out this band, um, Lorena Drive. Okay, I'm a big fan of all their old stuff. That's actually where he was from before. It's like um, it was during the post hardcore scene, but it was like you know pop punk. Um, I was actually standing next to Craig Owens watching them at warp tour in santa cruz and he was standing next to me and then me and him started talking and then all of a sudden i was like holy shit i'm talking to craig owens from fucking chiotos right but it was the fact that they were playing and he was a big fan of them too and nobody really knew of them at the time and then danny when i found out he went to hollywood i was all pumped up because i already liked his vocal sound right He's and so i thought good. it fit perfectly yeah album wise um i'm sure you've never heard of this band and anybody um, I will recommend do it. They're actually a Japanese rock band, uh, but they actually sing in English. And it's not that like broken English, but they're called Cold Rain. I love Cold Rain. Okay, good. That's awesome. <laughs> have you heard Non-Negative, the new album yet? I have not yet, but I, I, it popped up on my Spotify and I haven't listened to it yet. 
Okay, check them out. Um, and if anybody's listening, you haven't yet, check out the song. I'll recommend the first one, Cut Me, uh, the single. Great track. Great track. And see, I'm glad you've heard of them, Noam. But when I was thinking about it, I was like, this is a great album that will remind you almost of the, those old day, old school days that we talk about on this show. Yeah. But also with the new age. So sort of like that Hollywood and Dead talk we were just having. There's a lot of that industrial, like new metal sound with heavy rock mixed with it. Mm-hmm. And so that's the album pick of the week I have. It also came out last week. Great fucking album. Oh, I will definitely check that out. Um, so I had Trap God as well from Hollywood Undead, like we said, as my single. The other one is a new single by Fit for a King called Reaper that just came out. It was on my release radar on Spotify and fantastic. Uh, so make sure um, check out Fit for a King. They're absolutely fantastic. The, their vocalist is something phenomenal because we've talked before. I like you know, I prevail and wage war and they have that two singer feel mm-hmm. fit for a king gives you that two singer feel, but it's only one guy that does it. And to be able to have the range that he has is phenomenal. Um, album wise, I went into the Rolodex and hopped in back to the day of 2007 for whatever reason I was feeling, feeling a little different and feeling a little funky. So I went with the 2007 album insomnia by head PE and I was oh, rocking yeah. that for a couple days. It's, that's that CD is just so fucking good. And it, what I love and why I would recommend head P to anybody that's not a female because he, Jared is so <laughs> fucking vulgar. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, name a style of music that you like in the rock genre and they have it. I mean, they mm-hmm. have metal, they have new metal, they have rock, they have rap rock, they have punk rock, like real, real punk rock. And it's, it's fantastic. And so I went I went back in the day and I hopped on Insomnia for a couple of days and played that album again and I thoroughly enjoyed it. There's something that just feels right and good when you go back to an old album because here's the other thing. You listen to the whole damn thing most likely through. Oh, yeah. To where you're like, oh, man, I remember this. Oh, I got to listen to this because that's, that's what I used to do. I used to listen to a whole damn album, not just a single. And even right. I know we've talked about on here how that's the future, but... That that's a great pick. It just reminds me of those back back in the day good fucking things that you just throw in, drive for a while and just relax or even just sit on the couch and just just rock out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or in head PE's case, I'd let Jared down if I didn't say that I listened to it and then I went and railed my wife afterwards. So. <laughs> <laughs> or Cersei in the pit, but you know, tomato potato. Yeah. But uh, yeah, those are those are good picks. I actually am. I'm excited that you brought up Cold Rain, and I'm definitely going to check them out because they are sitting there waiting on my Spotify. So I'm happy about that. That's cool. nice. And I'm, nice. I'm glad we uh, somehow linked up on the Hollywood Undead thing. I thought I was going to get a lonesome lonesome pick on that one. Not with me around, dude. You know we got the same taste, even though it's different. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right, man. Well, you got anything else? Nope. Just stay heavy and horns up, baby.